greatest surprise in life, and I answered, the brevity of life. I gotta make sure I um, record this so I can do what we were talking about. You know, take the clip straight from the computer. Yeah. Hey, I don't blame Mac Hummel for sitting this one out after uh, how two of his guys performed this last weekend. You know, Winston, Kawhi Leonard. Oh, God. Man, Winston's a train wreck. I don't, like, it's the same stuff every year. This man is so bad, and everyone's like, oh, well, he just doesn't have enough around him. Well, I mean, whose fault is that? Hey, Nick Foles clearly had enough around him, so. Yeah. And can you imagine some would actually call this man better? No one here, of course. No one logical. Better than Deshaun Watson? Uh, buddy, that's just... I don't know what he was on earlier. I'm trying to say that he was better than. Absolutely ridiculous. Atrocious take. Man, what the fuck's wrong with my mic? Not mic, my camera. Waiting on the man himself, Mr. West Coast. Uh, I should be able to send. I always forget if they're two or three hours behind us. He's in Boston right now, so he's an hour ahead. Oh, snap. Okay. Real quick, who you got game one tonight between Miami and... What up, fellas? There he is. How are y'all today? I'm Doing good. Right? Good. Just Talking about game one of Miami and Celtics. I was just about to ask Mike that. Who who do you have today at least, game one? Agreed. <laughs> I got I'm gonna have to go with Boston. I feel like it'll go seven though. Six or seven. Wait. Boston's more well rounded, I'd say. You got more guys who can step up. I mean Jimmy's the guy who can obviously do it from Miami, but like Boston has the guys that they need in the big moments. Yeah, I'd agree. I've got Boston. I mean, I've got Boston tonight. I think I said the series would go six, and I've got Boston. So, yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be one of those old school ones for sure. Yeah, Mike, are you still getting your camera ready, or are you you about ready to go? Uh, it's not working for me. My laptop's a piece of shit, so. <laughs> Um, it's just not, it's like, I can't even for classes. I can't even do my zoom calls on my laptop. I have to have my camera on. So I have to do it on my phone. Oh, snap. That's fine. Hold on. It's. Can y'all see me? 
Nope. Wow, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I'm surprised mine's working. It usually doesn't. Alright, well, we might just have to... Uh... I mean, that's fine if it doesn't work. For now. No, it's all good. But, so today we are joined by returning guest and our, our NFL guy, um, Whitman Peace, a.k.a. West Coast Wit. Although I hear right now you're in Boston. How you doing, man? Doing good, yeah. I just got out of the, the fires that are cr- currently crippling the northern part of California. Uh, but yeah, Mountain Boston, where it's starting to come like the fall, and you don't get much fall in California. That's nice. Uh, okay. I guess um, we'll start with one, uh, Max dodging us right now. We were just talking about it. He uh, He's a big Carson Wentz fan and Kawhi Leonard fan. And after they both, you know, blew some leads this weekend, you got to put an APB out for Mac. Oh, there you are, Mike. Uh, uh, flashing on and off. My camera's always been like this. Hey, it's better than nothing. We'll but get no. little tidbits out of you. <laughs> Here and there. But no, so um, I guess we'll start with the two most anticipated, at least I would think, headlines heading into this season. And Cam Newton looked good, not great, and Tom Brady did not. The question I have first for, and I'll come to you with, and then of course you, Mike, um, is this the formula um, that you think the Patriots are going to have to use with Cam this season? And if so, will it be successful? And if so, how successful? Like this this whole limiting of his past attempts, keeping him on the ground. What are your thoughts on it? Well, honestly, that's what the Patriots have done even before this year. I mean, they're kind of all about, you know, let's just ground and pound, even, you know, use every single running back they have uh, to make that happen. Um, now they just got a dude who uh, is, can do it all on his own. Um, I was impressed with Cam. Like I felt like the last time he played, he didn't really have that kind of hit factor anymore. It's like the arm wasn't there and wasn't very accurate, was making bad decisions. So he, he looked comfortable with the Pats. Um, I think that's probably – I mean, Bill Belichick seems to know what he's doing. I think using him in that ground-and-pound kind of way is what – probably will give them the best chance to have a good offense Uh, because that defense is still very solid. Oh, yeah. What do you think, Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like Cam's a great fit for the Patriots. I feel like they'll start to incorporate him or incorporate a passing game more as the season goes on. Also, Patriots are one of those teams you need to look out for, possibly getting a receiver like – you know, I don't know, Odell, Allen Robinson said today that he wants to be traded, apparently, so they could possibly go out and get another guy. Just Edelman, I don't think, is can be a wide receiver one for any team. Nikhil Harry, obviously, is not working for him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what Cam did yesterday, he didn't – he wasn't bad by any standards passing. He's 15 and 19, 150 yards. The thing I think that – you can look at and be like, okay, he's back, is that those 75 rushing yards and two touchdowns, that was vintage cam right there, especially that 20-yard run where he, uh, I think, barely got to the pylon. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that 
I think that they're going to pick up where they left off last year. I feel like their offense is going to be a little more dynamic this year because we'll get into it in a second. But Brady obviously looked like he was holding them back and obviously looks not great to start off the season here in Tampa. Yeah, I had uh, my thoughts about the whole Brady situation. I mean, he definitely looked like out of sync, it seemed. Like, I wonder if it's almost more related to the offense and how Bruce Arian's system might be really different from what they ran for a long time. Um, and I wonder if he's still acclimating. And even, like, before Brady, when it was Jameis, like, him and Mike Evans would often have those moments where they don't click and, you know, you had those, along with the stupid interceptions he threw, you know, you'd have those miscommunication ones. So I wonder if part of that isn't that Brady is like, you know, just, oh, he's just washed. I think it might be, you know, within their system kind of, a kind of thing like that. The thing I think about that is I saw an interesting stat, too, where I want to say only two, and I can't remember how many there were total, maybe ten, two teams that either had a quarterback, major quarterback change, a coach change, or a mixture of both, only two of those won this week with there being, you know, a limited, no preseason, a limited offseason. I think it was the uh, the Washington football team and then the Patriots. I think all the rest of the teams that had changes like that lost this weekend. So that's kind of why I don't want to read too much into that. Like you said, a lot of it's just getting acclimated to his receivers, stuff like that. But I do at the same time think some of it might be, I mean, a little bit of Brady's aging. I'm not going to put too much into it after week one. Unlike it sounded like Arians did. <laughs> but um, the second pick, I'll say this. The second pick he had, the one where he's kind of trying to throw the ball across the field on an out route. That's just a, at this point, that's a ball that I'm not sure Brady can throw consistently. Um, so I'm not too concerned about it. They're also, you got to consider they're playing the Saints, who are a good team in their own. But I'm interested to see how that plays out when they start learning more of the, the schemes, getting on the same page, stuff like that. But I'm not too worried about Brady at this point. Yeah, I noticed they talked about how in the game a lot of Brady's throws were like him waiting a while, you know, trying to set up like bigger plays. And that's not what he traditionally does at all. Um, so he, I think I had, I had listened to like um, part – not which – which podcast was it? Uh, one of them was talking about how um, when he was with the Pats, like that's all they would do is the short passing and how there was kind of the same transition for Peyton Manning. When he first came to the Broncos, he didn't play that well the first few games, and they kind of had a different offense set up. But then after those games, they pretty much were like, okay, Peyton, you just give us your offense. We're going to run that because that's what you're good at. And I wonder if they're going to have a moment like that if they don't get it, all that shit figured out. I mean, I feel like the jury's still out. There are a lot of factors, Gabe, like you said, shortened training camp, no preseason at all to work these kind of things out. You got a wide receiver one in Mike Evans who, up until right before the game, they didn't know if he was going to be playing. He had a very limited snap count. I mean, yeah, and... Bruce Arians is a great coach in that he will cater to his players. And I feel like he'll be able to develop a scheme and a playbook for Tom Brady to succeed because they have way too many pieces for him to be playing this poorly. And 
I mean, he didn't play terrible. It's just, like you said, Gabe, that Saints defense is good. Mar- Marshawn Lattimore is one of the best cor- young cornerbacks in the league. I mean, I would give him a couple weeks before I'd be like, oh, this Bucks team's going to be bad. But it, it definitely was not a start that people were expecting out of this Tampa Bay team where they're like, oh, they'll make the playoffs for sure. They'll be a contender this season. I mean, I gotta give it to I'd agree, but I do think interesting uh, what you just said, Wade, about kind of Brady's style being the the short, kind of more middle, mid-level throws and that kind of stuff. I think that's interesting because Tampa Bay, those guys are kind of, I'm not saying they can't do it, those are kind of big play guys when you're talking Evans and Godwin. Um, those are guys that want to beat the defense down the field. So I think that's interesting to consider. Um I'm sure they'll find a halfway point to figure it out. But, yeah, like I said, I'm not, not going to put too much into that this early. The thing I did want to mention going back to Cam uh, real fast was two things I feel like you kind of got to worry about. One, the durability. I mean, Cam taking those hits all season long, even if it is Cam. I mean, we've seen it in the past. It's, it's going to add up, I'm sure. And... Two, I just completely forgot what two was. Two, um, yeah, I don't know. One. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to, I was going to add, I don't think we've ever had a quarterback that was his age, like running like that, that many times a game. I mean, that's, he's an outlier for sure. I mean, traditionally he doesn't get hurt a lot because he's just built for it. But I, yeah, I'm I'm curious how, how that'll hold up. Because if, if Jarrett Stidham comes in, they're not going to be able to run that offense anymore. Nope. No. And, I mean, typically with a mobile quarterback, you see them develop as a passer over time. I mean, you even saw it with Mike Vick. Cam still has very – he has glaring issues in passing still. He's not very accurate. And I think it will help him, though, that this offense is more catered to the short pass, the short and intermediate passes. Although Cam can really Cam had an arm in the past, I don't know if he still has that. His shoulder may be healthy, but I don't think he has the arm strength that he did. I think that once he gets a little more acclimated to this, I mean, y'all got to think a couple weeks ago he was named the starter. It wasn't really known that he was going to be the starter. I mean, you could have assumed because it was Brian Hoyer and Jarrett Stidham that were his competition. But, I mean... New offense. He's been with the Panthers since he was drafted. And for him to come in and learn, the Patriots offense is probably one of the most detailed. I mean, knowing Belichick, it's probably one of the most intricate playbooks you have to learn. And for him to come in and week one be able to run at that kind of efficiency, I mean, it's very encouraging, I guess, as the season will go on to see how much he improves and how that team improves. I mean, they've got the defense. So... I did remember. So two was I wanted to ask y'all, what's their ceiling? Like how the Patriots this year, how they're playing? What's the ceiling they got? You can go first, Mike. I'd say, I'd say playoffs. Um, I wouldn't say they win their division. I think that's the Bills this year, because from what I saw from the Bills week one was just, you know, a lot of people try to downplay Josh Allen and saying that Darnold was, you know, he's a project, but they'll be so quick to uh, bash Josh Allen. He wins, and he 
I mean, he does well. I don't see any problem with Josh Allen other than the accuracy, but you could say that about a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, he's no less accurate than Baker Mayfield is. Oof, I mean, man. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get to the Browns. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to the Browns. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just think the Bills are too good. And, I mean, Patriots aren't bad by any standards. It's just that I feel like their offense, while they did add Cam, it's very limited in what they can do. Because you've got guys like Julian Edelman where he's got his certain skill set. And you've got James White and Rex Burkett who have their certain skill sets. They're not going to be like these big game changers that you really see in a, a Super Bowl winning offense like the Chiefs. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is they're going to they're gonna be same as last year. Good, not great. They might get knocked out early in the playoffs. Um, I could see 10 or 11 wins out of them, though. It's just... I feel like the Bills have that division on lock already. Yeah, I think they could put together. They're very. That's a great comparison because the Bills are really run the same way, um, and I think have a similar ceiling to them. Um, it just depends on you know if the quarterback can get them just over that hump. Um, both of them, because you know Josh Allen's more of a decision-making issue, but Cam maybe more of a you know what's he still got in him. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say about the same. I think they'll make the playoffs most likely, but I don't see them going very far. I'd agree. I'd give them maybe a game or two at the most, which for what they have, I mean, that'd be good for Cam's resume. That'd be good for Belichick still. I was going to wait, but since you brought it up, Mike, let's, let's go ahead and get into it. The Cleveland Browns, man, <laughs> is... Same shit, different year. Don't... Look, I went on my Paul George rant a couple episodes ago. Um, I've been waiting oh, I gotta to hear talk that. about the rounds. <laughs> well, this was before playoff. He actually, I think, decided to be a good basketball player in the playoffs. Oh, we're going to need him tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, anyway. Oh, he'll show up. What, what's your feeling on Baker? <laughs> I mean, look, I, I loved Baker when they drafted him. I, I want them... I want him to do well. Like you can't dislike Baker, but man, this team sucks. Like you have Odell and Jarvis Landry, you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and you lose that badly. I get it's the Ravens, but this offense is supposed to be good. I don't know what they're doing. Their defense. I mean, I get it's Lamar Jackson, but come on, y'all are supposed to be. Last year it was, oh, like they might win 10 games. They might win the division. And, you know, they look like they'll barely win four games this year after that first week. I mean, I know I'm having my week one overreactions, but something's got to happen there. Like, I don't know if it's like trade Odell and just try and like work with what you got or what, but he hasn't worked out in that system. Jarvis has, I think, because he's kind of what they look for in that offense. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know. Like, Baker's look bad. Odell's yeah. looked bad. Like, they just look like they haven't changed the thing. Um, and, man, it's weird evaluating Baker and if he's the future for that team. Because, man, I mean, the first game he played for them, he just looked like he was just bringing them so much life. And, you know, he had a great rookie year. You almost wonder if this is a lot more coaching related and if they're not really using the guys the best they could. But Baker is also just making 
a lot of like small errors that are piling up and that they're not able to get over. And I wonder why that connection has not built up with him and Odell. I mean, he got 10 targets yesterday and none of them seemed to do much. Um, and, and that, and that you can't really give him too many excuses anymore. Last year, you could say the offensive line had terrible tackles, but they went and signed a really good one and then drafted one and they still didn't play well. Um, now, the Ravens are probably the best team in the NFL, so I kind of want to see another game, but ugh, it's rough. I feel like it's an issue of Baker just trying to do a little too much and trying to just overdo it. Because rookie year, he kind of did what was asked of him, and, I mean, it, play, it played. I mean, he won some games as a rookie quarterback, and I feel like with those expectations, people are like, oh, Baker's got to be this all-pro quarterback. And, I mean, he doesn't have to be that with that offense. You've got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunter, two of the best running, better running backs in the NFL, and you've got Odell and Jarvis Landry, good tight ends with Austin Hooper. I mean, offensive line is an issue still. And, yeah, yeah I'm, like you said, they it's one game. It was against the Ravens. Ravens had the MVP last year. I guess you got to give it a couple more games to see, but uh, – from what I saw yesterday, it just wasn't great. Well, they play the Bengals on Thursday, so that'll be a good chance to see. Just, I mean, if they don't win that one, it's yeah, not good. <laughs> Look, I'm going to go ahead, and I know it's only week one, and it might not age well, but I'm going to go ahead and overreact, man. I think Baker Mayfield's just not very good. Like, <laughs> we, we tried. We, people tried when he was coming out. The whole comparison, the Russell Wilson comparison, it, that – He's not near as good as an athlete. Then there was the Drew Brees maybe comparison. He can't throw the ball as well. He's not nearly as accurate. Doesn't have the arm. And like you said, there seems to always be, and there kind of even is now, an excuse for him. Whether it's the coaching carousel he's on, um, the offensive line. And I get it. I get it to an extent because part of me says, for an example, Stefanski, he gave Chubb the ball 10 times yesterday. Or the other day, 10 times, after Chubb was, I think, voted or by popular considered the top five or six back in the league, they need to run the ball more. But I just, I think we've had enough of the blueprint on him to just say, I don't know if Baker's that guy. I don't know if he's that franchise guy for him. Obviously, he came in and started off hot, but they got the film on him, and ever since then, it just, it hadn't been the same. He's too small. Uh, he's not the athlete we thought he was. There's the whole point, of course, of Lincoln Riley being able to take those quarterbacks at Oklahoma and do whatever with them. So I don't know. I I never want to hope bad for him, but I think I'm I'm awfully close to almost being out on Baker. Um, also, a quick little side note: Why is it that anytime there's a quarterback that's like five eleven or six foot? They're just automatically comparing them to Drew Brees or Russell Wilson. Every time, man. He's a little undersized. (laughs) But don't worry, it's Russell Wilson. No. Yeah. Man, I I have some hope that Baker can put it together, but I'm not betting on it at this point. (sighs) I'm trying to see. I mean, I know I've got a lot, but what else? I think. I think Dak in a weird way, almost kind of, and, and this is also a kind of a meanish take, but 
proved why he did not deserve the money people were saying that maybe he deserved this weekend. Um, if if you're going to get paid like that, you got to win that game. And I know there's a tough pass interference call. There's all kind of things. There's the, I mean, Zeke played well. You got the weapons. And, of course, the Rams aren't a bad team, but I feel like, I don't know, man. He, he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. I think if he's great, you got to win that game. Um, I'm seeing a, same, a lot of the same issues as last year where, I mean, that offense just won't show up some games. Like, all, like yeah. you know, some games they drop like 49 points. Next game it'd be 17. They have to figure it out. I don't think – I really don't think it was a coaching issue. I mean, as much as Jason Garrett, his inability to, like, get them to that Super Bowl that they needed – I don't really think Mike McCarthy was a great upgrade. I mean, yeah, he won a Super Bowl a decade ago with the Packers, and he had Aaron Rodgers. It's not like he's this incredible, you know, coach that just every team he goes to is going to be successful. I mean, Jason Garrett was, I think a couple years ago, was like 13-3 and three or something like that. I mean, he wasn't a bad coach. And it's just the same issues that I saw as last year, kind of same like the Brown situation. Dak just didn't show up, and offense is a little inefficient at times. But, I mean, we're just having a lot of overreactions, I think, week one, just with a lot of these teams. I, I need to see yeah. more, but, you know, especially for a new coach, a new quarterback, not, not in the Dallas situation, but you got a new coach coming in and trying to implement the system in the middle of a pandemic. It's a little – that's – pretty tough to ask for and, and have them be perfect week one because did any new coaches win I don't I think it was McCarthy um, Joe Judge and Stefanski they all lost those were, those were like the three new coaches or something like that yeah but uh, well, well as the Rams fan you won't find many of them um, I think part of it is also the Rams defense is better than people think Oh, wait, your sound cut out on us a little bit. We good now? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, I didn't think Dak played badly, but um, I was surprised at how they underperformed for sure. So that makes me question McCarthy more than anything. Um, I, I, I still think Dak's got it in them. I just need to see if they can fix it. And yeah. that was a close loss, too. And like you said, Mike, I mean, a lot of this is going to be naturally – just week one overreactions, um, you know, especially with the offseason limited, like we mentioned earlier. But I will ask this while it's on my mind. Who are some of the teams that I can come to you with first that most impressed you this weekend? The Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm right there with you, man. Man, that team, that defense is still stellar. They've got multiple good running backs. The receivers look studly, and Roethlisberger still got it. I mean, we would look, you know, we're talking about Brady, and I think Breeze also, like, he's clearly losing some of it, uh, at least in his arm. But I don't think Roethlisberger's lost any of it. He can still throw it like a cannon. Um, And so I'm really excited about that team. I I think they've got a a lot going for them. I mean, I I would love to agree and say the Steelers, too, but I'll I'll pick another team. Um, I'll go with. Arizona Cardinals look pretty good. Another that offense is going to be exciting. 
Hopkins had a hell of a game. You've got Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds, who are great ones who punch in that backfield. And Kyler Murray, uh, I mean, he's a game changer. That I think he had 91 rushing yards yesterday or on Sunday. I mean, that defense. Isaiah Simmons is going to be a great pickup for them. And you still got Patrick Peterson. You got some great guys on that defense. You got a good young core on that defense. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that they'll be, you know, in the playoffs this year, but this is a great step, you know, in the right direction for that Arizona team. And, you know, if they can keep that intact, then they'll be good for a couple years to come, I think. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if that NFC West had three playoff teams. I mean, they the 49ers are now immediately after week one. People are saying they're the worst of the four. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Week we went to the one. Super Bowl last year, and they're automatically out. Yeah, it's just because they lost to the Cardinals. Like, I mean, that's the only obstacle, I think, for the Cardinals because they, they look great week one for sure. I, would um, say, I also wanted to mention the Packers, too. That's who I was about to say. Like, baller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, all three of those look good. Obviously, the three, the the one thing I'm cautious about with the Steelers is they were playing the Giants, who Judge looked in over his head. Uh, he couldn't find a way to get Saquon a break. Uh, Daniel Jones wasn't bad, but he struggled. They just looked like, like again, like we said, one of those teams who just was dealing with the new coach, doesn't exactly know what they're doing yet. Um, the Cardinals... Liked them a lot. They looked good. Of course, I got Hopkins on my fantasy team, so I'm biased. But Hopkins and Murray look like they've been playing. They didn't look like two that just got put together. I'll say that. The chemistry was there. Um, The Packers, the one thing about the Packers, which has kind of been the thing uh, before, is the defense. Rodgers looked great. That offense looked great. I didn't get to watch too much of that game, so I don't want to say too much about it. But... Uh, they gave up 34 points, wasn't it? I think 43. And now the Vikings offensively are no scrubs, of course. That's a great offense as well. But to give up 43, um, that kind of halts me a little bit. But, yeah, those are – and then obviously the Chiefs, of course, you know, having the same team come back and add, adding Edwards Hilaire, who looked ridiculous, and what they were able to do to the Texans – they looked great. It's like exactly what they needed. Exactly. It, it's almost, it's really scary, honestly. But of all the teams, those four definitely stood out to me the most so far in week one. Who are some teams other than the Browns who look like really disappointing? <sighs> Might go ahead. Let me think on this one. I mean, I know the Giants. They kind of a comeback late, but I didn't really like what I saw from Houston's offense on Thursday. Um, Chiefs didn't have a great defense to begin with, and for Houston to come out and have that big of a dud, when Bill O'Brien makes that trade this offseason where you get David Johnson, you're expecting, and him being like, oh, I finally built like the team that I want, you expect them to come out and put up some points and play good defense and that's just not what happened um another team i guess atlanta didn't look too great against seattle now i know seattle has seattle added jamal adams and that's like who they need on that defense but 
Matt, it, it's the same old story. Matt Ryan puts up the numbers, but it's like the offense overall just looks so inefficient when it matters. They put up it, – it kind of looked like Dallas where, I mean, no one really had a bad night or a bad day for Atlanta. It's just when it came to scoring, it couldn't happen. Hayden Hurst was a dud, and, I mean, for him to come in and be expected to be – to fill that role that Austin Hooper had last year as a top-five tight end, uh, it just didn't work out. I mean, like I said, they, they were playing Seattle, so I wouldn't look too far into that, but they didn't look that impressive. Yeah, it's – my feelings are that, like, there's – although there are a few surprises, honestly, a lot of these teams, they're the same as they were last year. They got a lot of the same problems. Um, I, I'm, I'm worried the Bengals might get the number one pick again. That offensive line looks mm. atrocious still. You really hate to see it for Joe Burrow. Yeah, he didn't yeah. even play bad. That's what's unfortunate for him. <laughs> Burrow didn't look bad. And it's just they don't have much to work with. Uh, well, well, I mean, hey, it could have been an overtime game if we're really looking at it until uh, Randy Bullock. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just love that this man, as soon as he missed the field goal, tried to play it off like he injured himself because like, he reached for his leg. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, look. Gabe, I know, I know you've probably done it before. I've done it before. If I've done something bad in a baseball game, I automatically reach for my arm like it was hurting. Just be like, you can't get mad at me. I'm injured. Like, that is an all-time sports failure move is just be like, well, I mean, I hurt myself. LeBron played the finals with a pretty much broken hand, so that's why he lost the finals that way. Um, yeah, he's trying not to get cut. Yeah, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger shows up to every press conference in a walking boot anytime they lose. And everyone's like, well, I mean, he played injured. You really got to talk about the toughness of that guy. No one's going to say that about Randy Bullock. Carry on Johnson just wears one just to feel good. So, yeah, after a 14-yard performance, you're like, well, I am banged up a bit. Hey, you know know who should have been doing that was uh, Gotkowski because, man, he should have been in a full – I mean, you can't go out like that. Vinatieri did it last year. These famous New England Patriots kickers cannot be going out like this. this that was awful. This man There's, will not be on a roster. There's a reason the Patriots don't have him anymore. No. And I'll say this, too. You really just hate this. With, uh, you know, a, a rough rough ending for one of your Bulldogs, I noticed, man. What happened to DeAndre Swift? Oh, <laughs> the ball was right in his hand, man. He's, he was never that great of a pass catcher, so it, it's not too surprising. Um, man, that one sucked. I mean, that game and the Bengals game were the, just the two most Lions and Bengals finishes to games I've ever seen. I mean, it, uh, it's just heartbreaking. Poor kid. Adrian Peterson's going to have that role all year now. Looking like he's still in 2010. Yeah, what? DeAndre Swift not being a great pass catcher, although they were talking about him being the third down back in Detroit. Like, how does that work? Uh, but yeah, well, like, I mean, he can. He's really good at like getting open. I, I feel like his, his hands just ain't that great. <laughs> no, um, so, that's a real shame. No. <laughs> I mean, he could, he could change it, but man, it's rough. Also, another team we didn't bring up, obviously, is the you know NFC East champion. Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, um, Lord. The Washington football team. Now, I'm not – I will I will say this about the Washington football team. Their defense is stout. 
you've got four first-round picks on that defensive line. Mm-hmm. Chase Young looked as advertised, and probably the steal of the draft. I mean, I know for the Bengals, you have to go and get Joe Burrow with that first pick. You need a quarterback, a franchise quarterback, but Chase Young, man, he was by far the best player in that draft, and he showed it on Sunday. Carson Wentz has no help out there, again. Um, he'll be dead by week four. <laughs> this offensive line is still injured. Um, it, it's already beginning to happen. It happens every year with Philadelphia. Week eight hits, and they've got practice squad players on their offense. Um, Miles Sanders is already injured. Their entire O-line's already injured. Alshon Jeffrey isn't even – I mean, I don't even know the last time he's played in a football game. You know, you got all these receivers on that team that aren't playing because of injury, and it's so sad to see. But also, how how much more are we going to give Carson Wentz? Because this man did not look good on Sunday at all. He's now, making mistakes that a rookie quarterback would make. Oh, boy. Wentz going to defend I'm gonna him. I'm going to speak up here. Oh, boy. I'm going to speak up here because I thought his first half, he looked fantastic. Now, I, you know, he, he's like Baker. He's got a lot of excuses. Um, well, I guess Baker doesn't anymore, but he has a lot right now. Um, so I, I think he's still good. But, yeah, you're right about the rookie mistakes. He he will make those, like, really odd decisions sometimes in games. His, his, his ability kind of makes up for it, but, you know, he's kind of got a little Phillip Rivers in him. That ain't that ain't. Him and, him and Daniel Jones both will look incredible on one drive. And then I, the only reason I'm bringing up Daniel Jones is that throw that he made last night. Uh, yeah. What, I don't even know what that was. But, yeah, it's it's very Eli Manning, Philip Rivers-esque of both of them where they'll look, like, brilliant one drive. And then they'll just have one play where you're just like, what were you thinking? That Like, not an NFL quarterback should not be doing that shit. That's peewee or high school football stuff. And, I mean, Wentz is a great quarterback, don't get me wrong. I feel like him and Goff and Prescott, that was a great quarterback class. But I feel like he gets a lot of excuses for him, for his play. And, you know, you're supposed to be able, a a team captain like that, a quarterback of that caliber is supposed to be able to lift everyone around him and, you know, be able to rally around regardless of what's thrown at you. And... The Eagles just aren't that impressive. They, they really never are. I mean, the year that they won the Super Bowl, they had Nick Foles at quarterback. And I know he was having an MVP-type season before, but I, I don't know. I just don't think they have enough around them. But, yeah, for a team that has a lot of expectations year in, year out, along with Dallas, and it just ends up being like a 7-9, and 8-8 eight and eight year, I'm not really surprised at how week one went for them. Hey, it's okay, though, because half their roster could be injured and they'll still find a way to have the same record, maybe one better than the Dallas Cowboys. Um, That's right. So they'll be all right. Yeah, already set in stone. <laughs> I did want to ask, and this is another one I didn't really get to watch. So I was just curious if either of y'all saw any of it. What happened with the Colts? I saw they had like a almost a 40-year-old man throwing over 40 pass attempts. Uh, wait, what was going on in Indy? Yeah, I watched the highlights. I mean, it, it seemed like their defense just really underperformed. Um, and I, I think Garner is just not a dude who's going to be in, on a you know a real tanking situation. He makes good decisions, and he's he's able to 
you know, create stuff out of nothing. And I think the Colts just kind of got, you know, punched in the face a little bit. And Rivers just is still making those bad decisions. Yeah, the the AFC South did not look great this week. Um, the Colts have been the early favorite, I think. Well, behind the Titans. It's always it's been the Titans and the Colts that were the early favorites to win this division. Um, Titans did not look good on Monday, but you've got you got to put into perspective that Broncos are a great team. They're a great young team, and uh, I mean Colts. I don't think Philip Rivers was the answer there. I think Brissett was not bad. I don't really think that was the issue there. Um, but yeah, I really don't want to see Jacksonville get that number one pick because I think Minshew's he's he's good. I, I really don't. I mean, I I know they would take Trevor Lawrence with that number one pick. I know that would happen. You have to, yeah. I know you have to. Minshew mania, man. He he led them to a victory like that. He's not going to tank. He, he's got an undrafted free agent rookie as his running back, and he's still getting it done. I, I don't yep. know. Um, I think Jacksonville looks a lot better um, than people expect it to be. Now, it is week one. But, I mean, they've got a lot of young pieces. I don't really think they'll be the worst team in the league by any standards. I think no. that'll be that'll mm. be Cincinnati's job or the Jets. The Jets. Browns. Jets and, <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I, I, I look and see the Jets and the Bengals as still being the two worst teams. Yep. Miami, Miami's got two in waiting. I feel like they'll make that change a lot sooner than people expect. Mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, you know, he's got that four-week that four week window at the beginning of the season where he's going to look like the best quarterback in the NFL. And uh, it did not look like that on Sunday against the Patriots. So it looks like it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be, be four of the worst quarterback weeks in the NFL, it looks like, to start out the year. Yeah. Uh, and they've been talking, being like, oh, he's going to be a starter all year. But uh, in reality, that's not what holds up. Yeah, because I remember Tyrod was supposed to be the uh, – the quarterback uh, for the whole season in uh, Cleveland, I think Baker's rookie year, and that change was made like week three. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think Justin Herbert's going to be in this season. Uh, I didn't really like what I saw from Tyrod. That offense did not look good. Although I don't think Herbert's ready by any standards, but Tyrod's really not going to give him a choice. Um, you see a lot of these teams trying to play it safe and wait, but I. You lose a couple games and you got people's job on the line. So yeah, that pressure starts to kick in, man. It's... I've always been, I've been since back near the beginning. I want them, obviously, I want them to play, but I want the Dolphins to hold off on putting Tua in there as long as possible. Um, I get he's you plan on him being your franchise guy as of now. I just. I don't know, man. I don't. For him to not have played football, not like we talked about earlier, not get any of that off season. I think he's a guy that whenever he does inevitably come in there and start, I think he might have a rough start as well. Um, yeah. so. I just don't want them to stun his growth. I, I want him to be as good as possible. I feel like the situation that Burrow was put in. Now Burrow has a lot of weapons, but that offensive line. It does not look good at all, like Whitman said. Um, they do have Jonah Williams back from injury last year. He, They basically had two first-round picks this year. But I, I just don't want to see Tua, like, 
you know, be thrown in there and not be ready, and it ruins his overall progression as a quarterback. I feel like that while Miami did make some great moves this offseason, they do have the ability to be like, okay, we can still kind of play it conservatively and have another top ten, top five possibly pick. Uh, although they did go and get Brita, I would like them to get a running back. I wouldn't hate like Travis Etienne there. That I feel like that would be a great uh, combo with him and Tua. Uh, wide receivers, I think they're set on, but uh, I mean, if they're healthy, Preston Williams towards ACL last year, he doesn't look like he's 100% back, and Parker kind of left with an injury against New England on Sunday, but yeah, I mean, Dolphins are there. They just, I, I think that they just need to wait and keep doing what they're doing in terms of just the rebuild. I'll, um, I'll ask this because I was just looking at it as well when we're talking about kind of reactions to week one. Are there any... What, are there any matchups y'all are excited to see week two coming up? Like, off the top of my head, I'm looking at it now. And just from a pure interest standpoint, I'm excited for that Patriots-Seahawks one. Just to see Cam and the Patriots versus a tougher opponent, uh, a solid defense, uh, to see how that works out. Um, are there any any matchups y'all like that are coming up? Yeah, um, I think this, you know, not one that you typically think, but the Cardinals... In Washington game, watching Chase Young try and chase around Kyler Murray might be interesting. And see, and you know, to see if that Washington team can somehow pull out two wins in a row, and if the Cardinals can justify the hype that they're getting now, because um, it would halt real quick if they lose to Washington. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Uh, I mean. I don't really hate Ravens Texans because you got Lamar versus Deshaun. That's probably one of the better quarterback matchups of week two. And then let's see where else is there. I this is gonna be kind of bad, but I'm almost way too eager to see the Ohio Bowl on Thursday with Cincinnati versus oh, yeah. Cleveland. Yeah, <laughs> just to see the the possible shit show that this could be. You got Baker and his. I don't even know what to call that offense um, versus Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon with absolutely no line. Uh, it was, it was kind of one. Someone has, that's someone, got, yeah. that game could be that's Baker's tombstone, be man. <laughs> someone has to win this game. <laughs> I mean, hey, we're excited to watch the quarterbacks. I mean, even if they're not going to be probably throwing many touchdowns tomorrow or Thursday. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't really think that they're... Like, the Monday night game, Saints and Raiders, uh, I guess it's cool from the aspect that they're going to see Las Vegas, like the new stadium and everything, but other than that, it's not really an interesting Monday night game, in my opinion. I mean, you got a great running back matchup with Josh Jacobs and Alvin. I'm really interested to see how Josh Jacobs is used this year. It looked like he was a lot more involved in the passing game than last year, so... He might be oh, yeah. one of those fantasy guys, fantasy breakout guys this year. He could, he could so. lead the NFL in scrimmage yards. He could compete with. I mean, maybe, maybe Christian McCaffrey will hold on to that, and I think Bridgewater can help him hold that title. But he's going to be up there. Um, I've got a couple more thoughts. Um, maybe the Cowboys. I want to see if they can not to be Skip Bayless, but I wonder what the Cowboys <laughs> are going to do against Atlanta, um, because you know both those teams are. 
like losing a lot of their like oh people are like jumping ship on them already so maybe we can really see what they're like um, playing each other um, I'm curious if Daniel Jones will play well against the Bears and keep you know looking good as he did the first week giving up in the loss um, and I want to see if Adrian Peterson can keep up that dominant run game he had uh, this weekend okay I will say to kind of counter the the Cowboys point and go off the point you made before, and I don't think they will, but if the Washington football team somehow pulls that off with the Cardinals and they've got two solid wins on the resume, that division gets a lot more interesting to me. <laughs> like You got two teams who people are already iffy on that consistently sit at the top with the Cowboys and the Eagles. If Washington's defense can just be that good to keep them in games and Haskins in them can put up a few points. That, like I said, I don't want to overreact a week or even two weeks in, but Washington has a chance there. So that's, I'd agree, that's an interesting one to keep up with as well. Um, I think that's about all. I don't don't think Washington's as bad as people say. I mean, they've got a heck of a defense and... Haskins is not what they were exactly hoping for with that 15th pick, but, I mean, he's shown steps in the right direction, and they also there's also the possibility of having Alex Smith back, which would be, uh, I don't really know what to think about that. Uh, seeing that video of him celebrating being active, that he, he still had a little hobble in him. I don't know if he it's a good idea. I mean, he's getting that check. you got to respect it for him, but... Uh, Maybe he's yeah. faking the hobble so he can get some nice excuses in. Yeah, man, I do. I don't want to see Alex Smith on the field for his own well-being. I just, I just, I don't yeah. want to see it. But I don't know. I feel like Washington. Ron Rivera was probably one of the best hires. Um, that you know, I, I really think that this is going to be a team in a couple years ago that's going to be really good, especially if they can keep that defense intact. They've got a good young defense. They got Landon Collins. Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan, uh, I think Jonathan Allen from Alabama was a great pickup for them a couple years ago. They they look good, and their all their offense obviously is not there. I'd like to see more from. I mean, I heard a lot about Antonio Gibson in training camp, him being this do it all kind of running back, and I mean he did okay with the touches that he was given, but Peyton Barber had 17 carries and. I think average less than, yeah, average less than two <laughs> yards a carry aside from the two touchdowns. So it was kind of a mixed game from him. But I thought Antonio Gibson was pretty promising, honestly. He, yeah. he looked like he was an NFL running back um, in those limited touches. Um, so maybe he's the guy for them. Washington immediately, or Washington changing their very problematic name and immediately becoming relevant would be hilarious. <laughs> it's just, Everyone like, wrote him off for sure. That was the problem the whole time. They just changed the name, and it's like, oh, yeah, y'all are fine. This is just the team of people that were written off. I mean, Ron Rivera was fired from Carolina, and I don't think that was really a great decision by them. I mean, you have to look, and Dave Gettleman was their GM for a couple years, and he's starting to show in New York why why he got fired from Carolina. Uh, He didn't do a great job of surrounding Cam or Ron Rivera with talent. You have... Luke Keekley retiring surprisingly and you know situations like that you just can't really help and Ron Rivera being fired there being able to go to Washington 
man has an IV set up at the half while he's fighting cancer to come out and just keep coaching in that second half. That dedication. Really don't. Yeah, that's just dedication. I mean, I'm not surprised. He was on the 85 Bears. That kind of toughness. I mean, you just don't see it much these days in uh in the NFL from from the head coaches. But uh, absolute football guy there. But yeah, I mean, I I don't see them being anything like amazing this year. I'd say six and ten or seven and nine. But it's definitely a team to keep an eye out for, especially if Dwayne Haskins continues to develop and even get to the point of being just a solid game manager. They're finally making good decisions for sure. Yeah, you really love to see it for uh, for a Washington team that uh, I think traded their entire almost their entire future for Robert Griffin the third back in that <laughs> draft. Oh. And then drafted Kirk Cousins in the same draft. I, I don't really know. Because they knew. <laughs> yeah, they knew. Already knew. Immediately, he was like, ah, oh, we messed this up. <laughs> hey, I don't think any quarterback pick right now in the entire league is looking as bad as Baker Mayfield at one overall. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, I don't know. Her- Herbert might prove me, prove us all wrong if he if he's as bad as I think he might be. But we'll see. I don't think, yeah, I mean, Herbert did not, I, I got to see him live when they played Auburn, and for a guy that was considered to be a top 10 pick, he did not really impress me in that game by any means, I mean, Auburn's defense isn't anything to laugh at, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, I didn't really like what I saw from him, and for him to be the successor to Philip Rivers, who was there for a while, and while they didn't really do anything of relevance in the playoffs, Bill Rivers, I mean, he put up some stats in that offense. Now, Tyrod's giving him a chance to be the starter, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, let's see. Y'all have anything else y'all wanted to hit? I think I've covered about everything I, I came in with. Is there any anything we missed y'all want to hit? I think we covered about everything. Yeah, I think so. We'll look forward to week two. Uh, it's good to have football back. Of course, Wit, as always, appreciate you for joining us, man. We look forward to having you on again later in the season. Um, good luck with uh, your, your Rams and your Bulldogs. <laughs> One of them might need more help than the other. And I didn't <laughs> think it would be that way. <laughs> but thank you. But, uh, yeah, I think that's... That's all we've got for today. Uh, If you've made it this far, as always, appreciate you for listening. And, fellas, I'll see you all around.